0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time, it's time for Kick Off. Kick off end of touchdown. With Boomer, Asia, and Mike Valenti. All right people, we got a big episode this week, and I, I, I'm going to tell you something. I, I just I have to get something off my chest before Boomer even utters a syllable. And we're not going to the rundown yet, Eddie. Don't panic. I just let me get this off my chest or this show just it, it doesn't begin. Thursday Night Football. Raiders, Rams. That is arguably the most disgusting loss in NFL history. Oh, come on. No, Bo- boomer, boomer. <laughs> Baker Mayfield just got done with the in-flight beverage service. Had one day to prep. You're up 16 to 3 with 318 to go and you allow that? That? I I come on. That's unthinkable. Well, all I could say for Baker Mayfield,
1: it's great. I mean, on on the other side of the story, the fact that a guy flew all the way across country, had one day with his team, was basically cramming for a midterm test and was able to do what he did in the fourth quarter. Now, it wasn't a great overall game. No. But in the fourth quarter... A 98-yard drive? That would have killed me. That, that you know, and, and Josh McDaniels, that's, I think, their fourth loss of the, of the year where they had double-digit leads, which is just unfathomable to me. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of happy for Baker Mayfield, who goes from a pain in the ass in Cleveland, a pain in the ass in Carolina,
0: to now almost like a sympathetic figure for the Rams. I know, but then, then he's head people, mm. and I'm like, dude, you've been here for 10 minutes, you don't even have a key card. I mean, what... I Come
1: really on. wanted him to headbutt Sean McVay <laughs> because they both are kind of like the same type of
2: personality.
0: Yeah, no, uh, that's all. We, I we can we can we can officially begin. I'm just telling you, happy holidays. That loss would have killed me. Let's go to the rundown.
2: This is
0: the NFL rundown. All right, we can get to the serious stuff now. Bengals, Boomer, listen, the kids are all right. Uh, they're 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 all grown up. Yes, this is. You you preach patience, but now they're at a level. You could tell me, Michael, they're going to win the rest of their games. I'm not going to argue. they got a tough schedule. You know, they uh, five weeks ago, they got hammered by
1: the Cleveland Browns because Jonah Williams couldn't handle Miles Garrett. Right. And Joe Burrow, for whatever reason, hasn't beaten the Cleveland Browns yet in his career. Meanwhile, he's undefeated against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, which is just crazy. So I would think that this game in Cincinnati with Deshaun Watson behind center – that the Cincinnati Bengals are not going to lose this game. I think that they are going to be, they're, they're going to be fired up for this game. And the one thing I will say about the last two weeks at Tennessee and then last week at home against uh Kansas City, you know, it just it looks like the team that we saw yes. last year, and they may even be better than they were last year at this The time. running game.
0: I'm yeah. telling you, every time they handed the ball off, and no mixing, every time they hand it off. Auto four or five yards.
1: So here's the uh, the unsung hero of this team right now is Samaje Pirine on offense. Uh, that first run that he had against Tennessee where he stiffed arm the Tennessee defender right into the ground, set the tone for the Bengals in that game. And then last week, he is like a sledgehammer. Yep. So he's short, but his legs are wide, his base is wide, and he runs with great fury. So uh, the Bengals have got it all going on right now, and I'm sure they are looking forward to to rectifying a couple of things that have gone wrong between them and the Browns, including the last loss that they suffered at the hands of the Browns, which was their last loss on their schedule five weeks ago. Are they the Chiefs kryptonite? I think they're the Chiefs kryptonite. It'll be interesting to see when they play the Buffalo Bills in a few weeks what that looks like. But uh, to me, it's the Bills, the
0: Chiefs, and the Bengals at the top of the AFC right now. You mentioned the Bills. All right, they're back in the driver's seat with the one seed. Do they hang on to it? They've got a tough sled. They do, and I got a tough
1: game against the Jets this week. The Jets will keep this game close, I believe. You know, after losing two in a row and Josh Allen not looking great after that Jet game and they lose the game to Minnesota, in which they should have won at home, they now have won three games in a row. And I thought their game against New England last week was picture perfect. You know, it, it, it had everything in there that you want if you're Sean McDermott. You had really good defense. You had a really good running game. You had a quarterback who didn't turn the ball over, and you had what you would consider a very convincing win against a Patriots team that needed to win the football game. So I think that they have righted their wrongs. Now the question is, when you play against the top defense, can you keep from turning it
0: over? And that has been the bugaboo for Josh Allen all year long up until last week. I'm interested this week, and it, we'll get to it during the picks, because I I take everything you just said there and I apply it that this could be the we're back week against the Jets. But we'll we'll get to it. Let's go NFC for a minute. Eagles, storylines galore. I mean they 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 crush Tennessee. Hmm. And Tennessee fires John Robinson. More on that in a minute. But now with the injury in San Francisco. Are you ready to say the Eagles, not the Niners, are going to the Super Bowl? Yeah,
1: I could see this now because, you know, it's going to be predicated on Jimmy Garoppolo being healthy. Now, we'll see Brock Purdy this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we'll see how he does as the starter as opposed to a guy that has to come into the middle of the game and kind of live off the, the adrenaline and not even realize what he's doing. So getting ready for a game, everybody says that should be easier than actually having to go in and play a game. That's not necessarily true. So I want to see what he looks like, and I'm sure Kyle Hanahan – Kyle Shanahan will scheme things up to make it better and easier for him. But the performance from the Eagles last week, especially like how what they wanted to do with A.J. Brown against his former team, because A.J. was really hurt by being traded by the Tennessee Titans. As you said, we'll get into this in a minute. But the performance by Jalen Hurts now thrust him right in the middle of the MVP conversation. And now as we enter the stretch run of the NFL with five weeks to go, I think there are three players that are going to be the MB- one
0: of the one of the three will be the MVP. It'll either be Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, or Patrick Mahomes. I'm glad you I was hoping you'd say Burrow, because when you look at what he's had to do to even get it here, to keep him afloat, to take the punishment the way he did. I'm I'm hundred percent. And I'm telling you right know. now,
1: there isn't a quarterback that's playing better than he is no. right now at this moment. That throw at the end of the game? Yeah. Come on. But here's the thing. How many quarter how many coach quarterback combinations are there in the league? where the coach is going to say, okay, it's third and 11. If we make the first down, we're going to win the game that way. And how many coaches have the actual guts to give their quarterback yep. the ball in that situation to make a throw? Maybe about three coaches. Yeah,
0: more should. But your, your point is, is well but taken. That's when you find out
1: if your quarterback is the guy that you need to take right. you all the way to the Super Bowl. In a situation like that, he performs.
0: What do we do with the Niners? Because now I was fine with Garoppolo. I know he's no great shakes, but he could get him there. Booms. They're down to Brock Purdy. They don't go out and get Mayfield. How? You know, the Rams are the only team that, that claimed Mayfield
1: on waivers. So the uh, the 49ers didn't even put a claim in for That's him. what I mean. Yeah, so they're, they're going to go with what they have. And they also got some good news that Jimmy G does not need surgery on his foot. And they do believe that if they get into the playoffs, that there's a very good chance he could be ready by then to play in the playoffs, which I think would be really hard for him to do. So, again, like I was saying, I think Kyle Shanahan is going to – scheme this thing up offensively, take a little of the pressure off of this young kid, who, by the way, is Mr. Irrelevant and already looks better than the second overall pick from two years ago at the position. Uh Uh-oh. I mean, he looks like he's already locked in. Oh, two and three. Yeah, yeah. I like his confidence. Well, three's hurt. But I like his confidence. I like Kyle Shanahan. And look at the guys around him and look at that defense. So here it is. You know what this is? This is Ben Roethlisberger with Bill Cowher. Just don't turn the ball over, and right. we're good enough to get to the NFC. We'll Championship take care game. of the rest. We'll take care of everything. You just don't give them a short field. Don't give them a fumble. You know when you get sacked, all of those things that I'm sure they are trying to really just put into his brain to make sure he understands the team that he has with him. And
0: shame on me. Let, let me. I want to go back before we go forward. I had to ask you about the Titans. AJ Brown dunks on you. You traded AJ Brown. You're still in first place. And John Robinson, the GM who traded A.J. Brown, gets clipped. I, am I wrong to just say, okay, the owner's angry? That is a power struggle within the
1: building. So the Titans now have lost two in a row. Two weeks ago, we were talking about them potentially being a number one seat again like they were last year. They lose to the Bengals. They go on the road. They lose to Philadelphia. And then they fire their general manager. That was an internal power, a power struggle between he and Mike Vrabel, the coach, Mike Vrabel did not even know that the trade for A.J. Brown was going down with Philadelphia until the trade was already done, and he just went ballistic in that building, Mm -hmm. and he actually told A.J. Brown prior to that trade, A.J., we're never going to trade you. I always want you to be with me and my team. So that's where Mike Vrabel got really upset, and that's why the GM got fired.
0: Yeah, and then it's funny because you look at draft night, the uncomfortable, the comments by Vrabel going, oh, no, I'm very happy. We got picks and things. (laughs) Like, There's one thing that we've seen.
1: Uh, You need a top-end wide receiver in this league, whether it be a young kid that's a rookie like Garrett Wilson – or you got to have a guy like A.J. Brown or Tyree Kill or
0: Devontae Adams to yep. really legitimately have a chance offensively. All right, I want to go to San. I almost said San Diego again. How many times am I going to do this? Los Angeles Chargers. Even though no one in L.A. knows they're there, I I I'm I'm done. I'm just I'm I'm. They're going to ruin Justin Herbert. Staley is getting him killed. They can't pass protect. Horrendous loss. Oh by the way. Shout-out traditions, death, taxes, and the Chargers not being able to stop the run. Is that job going to come open? If it does come open, it will be the most popular
1: job just simply because it's Justin Herbert. And people are going to think that they can go in there fix whatever problems they have and get the most out of Justin Herbert. Everybody's saying, well, Sean Payton's going to want that job. Let me explain something to you guys. The Spanos family is not paying a coach $20 million a year to coach that franchise.
0: I think cheap is the word he's looking for.
1: Well, I mean, they're cheap, but they're also, (laughs) I mean, they're frugal. That's the way I would put it. You know, it's the same thing I would say about the Bengals. I would say the same thing about the Steelers. But if you have success with the Steelers, like Coach Coward did and Coach Tomlin has done, they'll pay you. But it will take you a while to get to the upper echelons of the league. But they will will definitely take care of you. So I don't think anybody's going to be, you know, they don't need – a coach like Sean Payton, if in fact they decide to move on from Brandon Staley, what they need is they need an offensive head coach who understands quarterbacks, whoever that may be.
0: And just please stop getting this kid hit, my God! Well, he could also help
1: himself too. You know, he does hold on to the ball. You watch Tom Brady; his offensive line has been in tatters all year long. Yeah, he drops back; the ball is out in less than two seconds. He's a little. It's a feet, lot of two foot passes.
0: passes. It's horrible. But
1: they don't really have a running game, so That's, they use yeah. the, that passing game as their running game.
0: All right, let's cover it. Uh, Watson was way worse than I imagined, and I didn't think much of him at all off of a two-and-a-half-year s- sabbatical, if you will. What did you make of it? Well, it was
1: 700 days since he played football. It looked like And it, it looked like it. And it looked like a Zach Wilson performance against the New England Patriots. Throwing the ball into the ground. He was aiming things. He never felt comfortable. Didn't read any of the defenses. And the one thing I could tell you, Mike, it you cannot recreate the speed, the anxiety, and the stress of an NFL football game, even if you are playing the worst team in the league. Because you also have to remember, you know, that's where he came from initially. And the other aspect of that is you have to remember he wanted out of there prior to all of the off-the-field stuff. So there was a lot of pressure going to into that game. I think we... I didn't have high expectations for it. I know you didn't. No. And he lived up to our low expectations. (laughs) He shattered them. The question is, is is he going to be better this week against a better team and a better defense on the road in Cincinnati, where the fans may not be as kind as some of the fans were
0: down in Houston? Let's go to New York both ways. Start with the Giants so I can get back into a good mood because I've had it. That They completely blew that game seven ways to Sunday. The tie, the play calling, the, the, the nonsense. Uh, here's my question to you. You and I both have said this, and part of it's kidding. I don't know if they win a game the rest of the year. But here's my second piece. I understand it's an icy relationship between Galladay and the franchise. I get it. But they are to a point now moving forward, boomer, you and I might get a tryout to play for them. So are we going to see this guy down the stretch, or is this going to be Kadarius Tony 2.0? They're just putting him in mothballs. Well, they told us last week he
1: didn't play because he was under the weather. This week I'm hearing he's okay. So they're running out of bodies. They may have to play him no matter what. And the other thing about the Giants is that, you know, last week you have a phantom taunting call called against Feliciano, their offensive lineman, that ends up putting them out of field goal range that would have most likely won the game. And then, of course, in the fourth quarter, the defense gives up this fourth and, what, four or five as Taylor Heineke breaks the pocket to his left and throws a strike down the field. I mean, so there are a couple of those things that happened that was just strange. And the fact that that game ended up in a tie, and I tried to tell Giant fans around here in New York, that's a good thing for you. It's not the worst thing. You're right. right. Because it keeps you in front of Seattle, who you've lost head-to-head already. So that tie keeps you in front of Seattle, and it protects you. I don't suspect that they're going to win this week against Philadelphia. No. They do have enough teams on their schedule where I think they can win. And maybe when they do see Philadelphia at the end of the year, they're not playing everybody because they have the number one seed locked up. So that is a game that maybe they have to win to get in at 9-7-1. and one.
0: There's one team coming for them, and I don't think anybody realizes it.
1: One team coming for the New York Giants, and uh-huh. nobody realizes.
0: It. Softest remaining schedule. right on a hot streak. Yes. are brutally physical and they're going to be playing a team this week
1: that everybody thinks that they are going to beat at home. And they happen to be uh-huh. the Detroit Lions.
0: God help us. But yeah. No. I
1: would love that. You know what? If the Detroit Lions make it to the playoffs, it will go to show you just how much the first 10 games of the season really don't matter much. I mean, yeah. they matter,
0: but it's how you finish the season that matters. It's a 1-6 and six start into, if you look at the remaining schedule, there's no game they can't win. First of all, they are favored this week over the Vikings. Okay, you play Carolina, you're going to play Chicago, you're going to play Green Bay, and you're going to play the Jets. Now, you can that's make, not an,
1: You could win every single one of those They games. could
0: absolutely do it, and I'm telling you, and, and not just as a Giants fan, when they came to MetLife, they physically battered the Giants. I
1: will say, if they make the playoffs this year, that will be the most surprising thing that has happened in the NFL in the last 5 to 10 years.
0: Perfect. Let's do it.
1: It would be unbelievable.
0: I say that because I'm in the radio business, and (laughs) that's good for me as well. And
1: you work in Detroit. That is correct.
0: All right, we got a lot to do, including the picks and the game we just talked about. We've got some primo matchups, and people, this is going to be Revenge of the Dogs. All that and more coming up next. It's Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.